Hello and welcome to Gaming Fix episode 58 on this February 24th or 23rd, depending on which side of the dateline you're on. You're on the right side of history. Here is the 24th. Um, I am your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. your girl's favorite rookie cop, Leon S. Kennedy. Uh, I am joined today by Alex Galinas. I still love that Doug Bowser is the new president of Nintendo. Yep. Uh, Carl Bandicoot coming in for Sony this year. (laughs) Uh, Pat Cotter. Hello. I don't have a thing. (laughs) Allison Saigan. Uh, already missing Reggie. Uh, your body wasn't a Reggie for this news. Oh God, no, no. I hate no. This. this. This is starting really poorly. <laughs> this is the worst part about let Reggie leaving is all of this that we're gonna do. Last yeah, you know, the tw- I was really disappointed. Years. On Twitter. I was really disappointed in the Twitter discourse because there were too many too many of the same joke going around and like i know yeah I, weird. it's almost like you looked at twitter i definitely made a uh my body is ready joke in the same like two comments after somebody else in a thread on facebook like there, it was not good like there was it was uh, it was and like, i know these people i know these people follow each other like they're games press people making all the same damn joke and it's like, come on guys do better like there were some people who were like no i'm not gonna make that joke and then they made like uh you know carl bandicoot that was credit to uh danny dwyer danny o'dwyer uh jeff gersman had a good one but like so and so eggplant wizard and whatnot <laughs> but, uh, but yeah it was everyone saying like oh bowser Nintendo. like yeah we know no it's come on do something else uh anyway uh pat you brought a video game this week or maybe two uh i played a bunch of video games this week um but uh the one that's probably well one we'll talk to talk about in a little bit um and the other one that is probably relevant is that i reinstalled and checked out uh warframe for an evening this week again um, which we've talked a little bit about in the past. I have, uh, I have played Warframe at various points in Warframe's lifetime. Uh, I played it when it was like the same corridors that you shoot in over and over and over and over and over again, like right after it launched. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of played it as they've, every time they release a major update, I usually jump in and, and try to play and then don't see what's in the new update because I'm so far Not behind. far enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but this week I, I, w- I've been having very complicated feelings about Anthem that we're going to probably talk about later if I'm still here. Um, but, uh, one thing that I thought, thought about was like, I should probably look at Warframe again. Um, because a lot of the issues that I have with Anthem are things that Warframe is a little better about, um, which is primarily like how thin the content is. The guns don't feel very different to me in Anthem, whereas they're extremely different in Warframe. Uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, and what I found was, uh, that, uh, the, um, the Warframe, the problem I've always had with Warframe is that it has always felt a little bit like floaty, like you're disconnected from the ground in it. Sort of like you're playing an MMO kind of, Mm -hmm. it's kind of a hard thing to describe, but it doesn't feel like one thing Anthem does very well is when you're like running around on the ground, you feel heavy. It feels weighty. 
like the, 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 the javelins are physical objects in the space. Uh, and that's something that Warframe has kind of never done for me. And I'm not sure that it's any better about it, but, um, the variety in the, uh, in the, in the, the level design is really cool. Um, that's something that continues to improve every time I go back and look at it. There's now a unique tile set for every planet and it has like all of the planets in the solar system. Um, the thing that was the coolest to me was I hadn't even heard of, or I didn't remember, um, back in 2017, they added this, uh, this environment called Cetus, uh, which mm, has kind of, yeah, but it, it's, it's almost more than that. Like it actually has totally different mechanics from a, um, I don't know if grinding is the right word, but that kind of gets the point across like progression is what I should say. Mm. Um, y- y- you, when you land at Cetus, you're actually in like a city that has a bunch of different vendors and stuff in it, kind of like something like Fort Tarsus or a tower in destiny, other players running around. And then you go out of the gates and you're in this massive open world environment where all of the like missions and bounties that you take in the city take place. And it's like a totally different, like the whole game it's like a different structure for how to play it. And that was really, really cool to see. And, um, more recently last, uh, last fall, they added Fortuna, which is like their, their second big open world space, um, which I had heard about and kind of expected to be sort of like this, but I didn't know that there was one prior to it. And the coolest thing about it to me is it's not even just if they, if it had just been a place where you can farm crafting materials and now it's just, you can take three missions and go out and do them like in an MMO. That's fine. I wouldn't have been as impressed, but they also added whole systems. Like there's a whole weapon crafting system exclusive to the Cetus area that you can take out of it. But to, 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 um, build these weapons, you actually pick like what the striking element looks like. It can be a blade. It can be a club, et cetera. There's like 20 different ones. There's like 20 different, uh, like, haft so you can make it like a pole arm or a sword or um different lengths and different styles of things you can make like flails and stuff like that and then there's also like a uh, like other augment slots like a pommel or something it's like a kind of third piece to it and all of them have different crafting requirements to make the different devices or the different components and then you can put them together in different ways that stuff is really cool the hoverboard stuff that fortuna added can be brought into cetus um just a lot of, it's really impressive the way they've expanded the, some of the core elements of that game and like the ways change some of the verbs that you use to interact with the, the spaces in it. It's, it's really neat. Um, it makes me definitely want to play more of it. I think I'm going to try to get through Anthem first, but, um, but I do want to dive into more of it because it's really, really, really impressive. And every time I, I get in, it seems like they've relaxed as they kind of expand the amount of weapons and frames available, they kind of relax the difficulty in terms of getting them by introducing new ways for you to get the components. Um, so it seems like it gets less and less grindy as there's a wider range of stuff to do because it still behooves you if you want to like get everything fast to put some money into it, but it's not as painful if you're like just wanting to get one frame or whatever. Um, but I don't know. I haven't gotten deep enough into really describe that, but I don't know. It's a, it's a really cool thing. And anyone who's like even more disappointed in Anthem than I am. Um, I think that's a game that, that is worth looking at if, if the idea of Anthem is appealing to you, but you, it's not quite there. That's interesting. Yeah. I, uh, I touched, uh, Warframe for 
a number of days and hours, like a week, probably pretty consistently mm-hmm. playing last year. And like the movement is really interesting. Like the way you just like fly around that world. Uh, yeah. Like, not actually flying like an anthem, but like you just, there is no friction. You can just right. like bounce. Yeah. And that, I think that's the struggle. That's a good way of putting it is there really isn't any friction. It's not even, even Titanfall. Like you have all the same movement options in Warframe that you have in Titanfall, but in Titanfall, you still feel in apex too, but Titanfall has a wall running and double jump Titanfall. You still feel though, like your feet are hitting the wall. Yeah. You know? And like, you don't, you can't, whereas Warframe, it's just like, you're basically like a, greased robot that can slide out any surface with no like, yeah baby that's <laughs> you're turning me on <laughs> but what that means is that uh the shooting stuff is the shooting in that game is actually very fun because while it's not as there's not as much feedback as you get from like a destiny at all zipping around the environment like that and then lining up your shots is yeah. pretty cool. And the guns do feel notably different. Um, mm-hmm. Like I've been using, I, I, in the time I played, I would played around with a shotgun, um, a pistol, a assault rifle and a bow and arrow. And all of them were a very, very different experience to play with. You can also just draw your sword and like do combos and stuff and, mm-hmm. and uh, do melee stuff, which is cool too. Yeah. That's like, I really enjoyed my time with Warframe. It, I think what got to me was just the grind of like researching stuff. And like, I got to a point where I, like I couldn't advance because I didn't have the materials I needed to like unlock the next thing. And it was taking me just long enough to like get that next set of materials to get to like the next planet or whatever, or the next like uh, solar system that I was just like, uh, I, I just, I don't have it in me anymore. Yeah, it's a lot easier to get between planets now, too. That's worth mm-hmm. noting. Okay. But yeah, I don't know if it's like much different than what it was when I last played it. Cause like I said, I didn't play it that long ago. But uh, yeah, so like that was just kind of where I fell. I was like, oh, yeah, no, this is cool. And it's, it's just enough of a grind for me that like the free, I don't know if it's because it's like free play, free to play or whatever. But like also, it doesn't feel like gross free to play. Like you can pay to get like new warframes and stuff, but you can get most of that, uh, for free. Yeah. yeah you can, like the prime version. Yeah, so you can get the prime ones for free now too. Okay. Um, okay. you can get all of the versions for free. That's one thing I'm not clear on is why you would ever seek to craft the non prime versions. I don't know if it's that they're easier to get the components for. I, I think that's it. And like, uh, what I'll say is I, I did a, I did, I had a objective, one thing that I was reading that I, and that a friend of mine backed up is that a good thing to do early on, if you don't really know what you want to do is to just try to clear every node on the solar system map. It, it mm-hmm. takes a while. Like it takes like, yeah. as much time as it would to play through Anthem or whatever, but it's not like hundreds of hours. Um, because you do eventually hit a point where you've played every level, even though there's probably a hundred levels, they each take like, you know, 15, 10, 15 minutes, depending. So, um, it, it it's, it's a, it's a good early goal to do all the levels. Mm-hmm. And then from there you can, uh, kind of set your sights on crafting different weapons and different frames and, and stuff like that. Um, so anyway, I had an objective to open a relic chest, which was a thing that I apparently had a bunch of from the last time I played. <laughs> and then I had to like wiki how to open it. And to do that, you have to go to a rift mission, which there's always like two or three of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you go in with a team 
And basically you like do sort of a like push your luck thing where you, it gets progressively harder and you can tap out. But every time you complete the objective, you get to open a chest. Anyway, the chests that I was opening, like they were all dropping prime Warframe parts Mm. and like, and prime weapon parts. And it wasn't like blueprints. It was like, I went to my crafting table afterwards and it was like, Oh no, no. All you need now is the helmet and you can craft this prime frame Mm -hmm. after doing a mission for like an hour. Um, so I think they but made you also a lot had of all those, you had all those chests already. Right. But they dropped, they, you drop, they dropped two or three in the mission okay. that I was on. So okay. it, it's surprisingly, it was surprisingly fast and furious with the parts. Um, now I don't know where there's gotta be a point where that there's gotta be, it's gotta slow down. Right. Cause it can't be that. Well, <laughs> I think you're, that. you're probably getting like older frames it's possible, and not, yeah and not like the newer stuff, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at though, is because there's such a wide range of stuff. Now, I think a lot of that earlier stuff is pretty easy to acquire. Mm -hmm. Um, and it seems like a, like, I guess it always seems like a good time to jump into that game. The, the thing that's daunting about it is just that with the degree of stuff in it, they don't tutorialize it super well. Um, but the way that I was approaching it, um, in the few hours that I played this week and it worked really well, I tried to see a bunch of different stuff and anytime I was trying to do something and it didn't make sense, I just Googled it. And then there was a wiki result very quickly mm-hmm. to say like, here's how this works. Here's how you get a hoverboard. Here's how you do this. So, um, it seems not that hard to get caught up on the theory of like how to do stuff. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's a fun game and it's super free and it is super not, uh, oppressive with its, um, with its free to play stuff at all. Uh, I think the big thing that you, um, you can run out of slots. So there's like a certain amount, um, you can craft the frames for free, but if you want to have more than like, like five or six of them, you have to start getting slots. Uh, but the slots are like a dollar a piece, I think, or something like that. So they're very, very, very reasonable uh it's annoying <laughs> it is but they got to make money somehow i mean that's yeah, that, that, that's I mean, the one game that company they, makes so they've got plenty of other like microtransactions and stuff that that always just bugs me is when yeah but what are you going like, to pay for if you can unlock it all like if you're if you're gonna if you can unlock everything for free there's got to be a point where they force you to they've got free. they've got cosmetic i mean there are people who are going to pay for that stuff they don't want to wait they just want to like okay i just want to pay for this warframe like the you know pay the 20 bucks or whatever for like the new warframe when it comes yeah. out i guess i've just never like believed that. that enough of those people exist to sustain like i mean there was that uh, there was that guy where company. they they were they put in like a few, I don't know if you watched the Danny or the, I did. Yeah. It was a while ago. So there was the guy who like, they put in some sort of like, like loot box thing or like a roulette thing. And a guy like spent too much money on it. Like they had the stats on it. Like we can't keep this in the game because like this one person basically spent like a thousand dollars on it. Like immediately. I think, yeah. I mean, they spent a thousand dollars on it immediately, but when that's like, I don't know how many people work there, but they have like a nice, op- yeah, those like around 200. But I mean, but I mean like, you know, that's, that's one person, but you know, like Warframe is a pretty popular game. It's just not super, like not everyone's talking about it all the time. Like, you know. Yeah. I think too, that the, the thing, the thing, the reason the slots thing has never really bothered me with that game in particular is because you can also always like, break your frames down too. like, you, I don't know. It, it, it limits the amount of things you can have at once, but if you're someone who's playing it enough that you want to have the option to choose between 10 different warframes, it mm-hmm. seems like five bucks to be able to get there is not that big of a deal. Um, but 
either way, I think the nice thing is that you can very easily tell what, if, if you want, you can play that game for probably 50, 60, 70 hours before you hit any kind of yeah. speed bump where you would want to put money into it. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it seems, it seems cool. And I want to check out more of it. I want to see that Fortuna stuff because the story there actually seems pretty neat, uh, as well. Sure. But, all right. Uh, do you want to also mention Damon X Machina? Yeah, especially if Allison the PS2 them. game. Yeah, I haven't played a ton <laughs> of it, but I've played a little bit. Yeah, I played through everything in that demo. Um, mm-hmm. There's not, it seems like there's a ton there, and there actually is a lot compared to most demos, but you can get through it. I think I played it for like two and a half hours, maybe. And oh, okay, that's, that's actually less than I thought because I thought, like, I, I just, it felt like there was a lot. Yeah. It feels like you're going to keep going, but, but after you do, there's like three missions, there's the training mm-hmm. mission, three other missions, and then one big boss fight that you can do. Okay. Uh, so I was probably about, I think I did two of them. Yeah. So you're pretty close to the end of the demo. I believe you can keep replaying the missions though, which is kind of neat. Um, that game seems really cool. I'm very it's, into it. It's nifty. It's, it feels pretty good to play. Um, I, I kind of dig the aesthetic. Uh, yeah, me too. And it was, it was fun to, um, like get into the level of customization that they yeah. like that they still put in the demo, which is kind of fun. Yep. Whoa. I'm actually like customizing everything in here, but it, it's super like a just barely simplified version of armored core for sure. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're putting on, you're picking the head parts, the torso parts, the leg parts and the arm parts, you're picking the core and then you're picking, um, two weapons and then, uh, a shoulder weapon. And then you have pylons that you can have, weapons you can swap to in them. And so armored core is a little wilder because there's like more subsystems, but at the same time, I think there's deeper subsystems in Damon X Machina two that don't show up in the demo. Cause I believe there's a layer of customization that you don't ever get any other options for. Right. Then, I, I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's like a whole, you can go into this lab and surgically alter your pilot and they make it seem like there are downsides to that it wasn't clear to me what it does and I didn't mess with it at all, but it, it, it's like a skill tree and you're paying money and then getting the surgery. And I don't know if there's like going to be like humanity points or something like in shadow run in the final game, but they made it seem like it, the, the, the descriptions are pretty gruesome. It's like, your like leg bones are removed and aluminum plates are put in in place or whatever. <laughs> like it's like not it. Let's go. Yeah. And then there's like this implication that like doing so makes you into less of a human and more of a machine to take these implants. But I don't know. That stuff uh, seems wild too. Whatever. Yeah. And it, the story is really interesting. Like there was this whole, it's sort of the standard AI rising up thing, but um, the, the thing that caused it was the moon fell from the sky and crashed into the earth, which is pretty rad. <laughs> uh, and then there's, and there's a lot of pretty good like anime banter between the, the pilots and stuff. It has personality. It is. You know, like, yeah. It, there's, it is definitely anime. <laughs> they start arguing about like what a library is because half of them don't know what a library is. And then they're acting like it's, they can't tell if this library that you're supposed to defend is an actual library or if it's just like a database, a building with a database in it. It's funny. There's some intrigue too of like betrayal and stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, it plays like, I would say it plays similar to armored core, but not, it's not as clunky. Um, it's still kind of clunky, but in a way that to me makes it just feel like you're in a big robot. 
Um, mm-hmm. It's not like clunky, like poorly designed or anything. Um, and I really like the, it has kind of like an auto targeting system. So you can do cool shit where you like slide around corners and have like two big robot shotguns and you're just like blasting away while you're circle strafing around things and stuff. That, that stuff is pretty neat. The, the boss fight is cool too. You have to hit like spots, these canisters that like pop out of the different parts of its body. Um, you have to shoot and destroy those. Cause those are like the weak points. Uh, if every boss is like that, they better have really, really unique patterns and like attack patterns and stuff. Cause I could see that getting old kind of fast. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that one boss fight takes like 40 minutes. It's like the longest thing in the demo. Oh my God. It's, it's brutal. Uh, it's very hard too. I almost failed it a couple times. Uh, but, uh, it, I don't know. I, I thought it was fun. It's a cool, it plays really well. And, and for a genre that like, there's been a lot of good mech games, but there haven't been a lot of good armored Corey kind of anime mech games recently. So, uh, it, it's, it's a very pure experience for, for that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's something that I'm necessarily going to buy at launch, but it, it was, it was definitely fun and something I'm looking, I'll look into. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably pick it up day one. I think I'm pretty sold on it myself, but I was a big, I have historically been a big armored core fan and I think it's sad that there hasn't been more. To be honest, when I played it, I was like, Oh, I hope Pat plays this demo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's great. Um, so I, I, I think it's very much a, a Pat game. Yeah. Uh, it'll probably be polarizing when it comes out though. I think you're going to see a lot of 6.5s based on what I played in the demo. It depends on who reviews it. Like I saw yeah. like Heather Alexandra over at Kotaku was saying like, uh, basically what I uh, was, you know, addressing basically my criticism was like, Oh, it looks like a clunky PS2 game, which base, which it's, it sounds basically exactly like what I thought it was whether it's like yeah. better than a PS2 game or whatever, but the game is based like if it's got like that armored core lineage going for it, it's basically exactly what I thought it was. Um, and the way I, you've described it and then, but hell hell at Heather Alexander is like, don't threaten me with a good time. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think that you could make the argument that a lot of games feel like PS2 game. That argument just doesn't really make a lot of sense to me because like it, it, I fondly remember playing lots of PS2 games. So oh, I fondly uh, remember playing lots of PS2 games too, but also I think there are things about them that like there's a stiffness or like a weirdness to the movement. Like, yeah, I guess I just wouldn't describe that three. to the PS2 okay. in particular. I don't know. It, uh, certain games, like it just, it reminds me of like, I don't know, like those Gundam games or like the armored core games. Yeah. Or, I mean, I would say that, like I think Gundam part of that's like the aesthetic as well, just Gundam, because it's on a switch. So it's not looking like super high fidelity or anything. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Gundam, Gundam versus feels like it could have easily been made on the PS2 as well. Mm-hmm. Like I think, I think in, in general it's, I, I'm not, I wouldn't want to put words into Heather Alexander's mouth, but I think if you don't like the way Damon X Machina feels, you probably don't like anime mech games. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but, but that is basically what Heather, like, yeah, you know, if you grow I up think, on those types of games, like I didn't yeah, grow yeah. up on those types of games. And so I think a lot of those games came out on PS2, but I think it's more yeah. about that genre than it is about the platform, I guess. Um, cause I think Maybe, that, yeah, 
I, it feels very similar to like armored core on the Xbox 362. Um, it's just, that's how those games tend to feel like Gundam and, and, uh, armored core sort of games, Wait. uh, Wait. as opposed to the more semi like mech warrior stuff. Xbox 362. Is that the next Xbox? <laughs> yes. Oh God. Figured it's Xbox 365 because you use it every day. <laughs> Microsoft pay me. I would actually not <laughs> disbelieve that. Like they already have I Office 365. That, yeah, Microsoft. Uh, fuck, I didn't even think about that. Microsoft 365. You heard it here first. <laughs> Xbox 365. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, we figured it out. Yeah, David. Uh, really I gotta send an email to Phil Spencer right now. <laughs> Although this is only. Like a- oh. For oh, no. iteration of the Xbox, so I think we need to wait. Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, unless we consider Xbox One X like its own thing. Xbox but even that, that's like, it has to be the Xbox Four. Uh, yeah. It won't or be the Xbox Four Twenty. The Xbox Sixty Nine. The nice. There we go. There we go. We got it. No, that's the okay. Xbox Four Twenty, Xbox Three Sixty Five, Xbox Sixty Nine. Xbox X Sixty Nine, Box Four Twenty X. No, the Xbox Sixty Nine <laughs> is the one that just streams stuff, and it'll stream anything. Okay, anywhere, anything, <laughs> anything. anything. I'm saying it'll stream porn. That's what I'm saying. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Oh. Ew. Ew. Pat, Pat, what the f- <laughs> you brought it up. Did we? Bring any- I didn't bring up porn. You brought God. up the Xbox 69. No, yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice it's a number. number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Like, the six wow. and the nine look good together. Jeez, Pat. Wow. Wow. Pat. Mm-hmm. Well, on that horrible, horrible, <laughs> vulgar display. Who wants to go next? I think Andre does. I can talk about more games. I played other stuff too. (laughs) I played Underworld Uh, Ascendants. That game seems rough. I I played the opening mission of Battletech, and I'm not going to talk about Battletech really, but I just want to say that game seems neat, and I want to get more to it. And maybe you'll buy it. It's it's on sale for like 23 bucks, but uh, yeah, price for that game. Yeah. uh, Anyway, so other stuff I've been playing. I've been playing. I finished the main story progression of Anthem. I, I I saw credits on Anthem. And then it was like, hey, there's more stuff to do. And I was like, fuck. There's not really though. But there is. There's like more story stuff. Like, and they're like hinting. I guess I don't know exactly what it's hinting at, but there's more like narrative that they bring up. Um, so you didn't really finish Anthem. I finished. I got credits. That sounds like they lied. It's interesting that they lie about their launch day and then also lie about the ending of the video game. I mean, it's a, it's a service game. So like, you know, destiny does it too. Uh, the real Anthem starts here, I guess. I don't know. Uh, so I've heard the end game contents real bad in that game. It, I mean, it might be, uh, if it's just what it, if it's just what was in the game before. But I mean, I think every loot game, kind of suffers from that like destiny has like the raids but most people don't do those like i did i've done one raid or i did most of vault of glass but then my team couldn't like get it together for the final boss and then we i did the put the destiny 2 raid whatever it's called 
the, the, with the callus, the armor. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I can't help you. If, if I, I played if like only, 50 yeah. hours of Destiny 2, and I can't tell you what the name of that raid is. If only anyone who co-hosted this podcast enjoyed Destiny 2. I'm um, sure it's called the something of something. <laughs> It'll be like um, the Bridge of Dust or something yeah. like that. So, But uh, I... I have enjoyed my time with Anthem. Uh, like, I, I think the flying is really good. I enjoy the combat. Uh, like, I know that the, like, there are like a lot of valid criticisms about uh, the weapons and stuff. Like, the shooting doesn't feel as like good or like, responsive as something like Destiny, where it just it feels really good to get headshots and stuff in those games. Um, yeah. Like the feedback loop is really yeah, nice. The feedback but, thing in Anthem is my issue with the shooting. Yeah. Like they're, and like, I don't know if part of that's because like enemies don't really respond to getting shot. Yeah. It's also like the guns feel like you push a button and then a line comes out of them. Mm-hmm. Like it well, doesn't feel like they're firing. Well, if, you get, if you get the gun that I have, one of, so I got two masterwork guns, which are like their uh, exotic equivalents but you can equip more than one. So point Anthem, uh, I've got one that I think it's like 33% of the time it'll strike your enemy with lightning. That's cool. Yeah. And so, and like also it's way stronger than any other. It's got like 38 power and most weapons I'm getting right now are like 27. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's like real good. And then I've also got a shotgun where when you reload it, it gets a hundred percent damage boost for like 15 seconds. Wow. And then it can stack twice. That's and cool. So, and then it, so it goes from, I'll do like 98 damage. I'll do 200 damage. And I'll do like 500 damage because like of the way it stacks. That's interesting. There's like no enemies. I haven't, well, it's not true. Also it's like 500 damage per pellet. So it's doing like insane amounts of damage. So do you eventually start dealing with enemies more frequently that don't die in one shot? Oh yeah, like I mean, like at the point I'm in that, at the point I'm at in the game, uh, playing on hard on map making, like enemies don't die super quick. Yeah, every everything on normal except for like the shielded enemies and the enemies with shields dies in one shotgun blast. Yeah, it's and then like the gun that shoots lightning (laughs) is really good against those shielded enemies because lightning does like extra damage against the shields. So like I can like instead of having just like unload on them with the gun to try and get their shield down. I can just like shoot them like four times and their shield's gone. You know, what would be really cool is if I could learn things like lightning damage does extra anim- damage to enemies with shields somewhere other than like <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I discovered that by accident and like I only learned that by playing like on hard really. And like, I mainly play the storm cause yeah. I enjoy the storm. So like I ended up just like noticing that because the, it seems like the best combo is like frost shards and lightning maybe there's a better combo but like and maybe it depends on like the enemies you're facing so like if i know i'm going into like fight scar or if i know i'm going into fight like the scorpions or something it makes more sense to take fire actually Mm -hmm. the colossus there's on the tyrant mine there's a spot where uh a bunch of like scorpions come out of like a wall and in the final boss area and if you're at the Colossus, he has like a mortar that like lays down a line of fire. And like, if you just put that where the inferno where they're spawning, I was able to just kill all the scorpions before they could even like get out of their spawn basically. Mm-hmm. And then just run over, pick up all the ammo and then fight the boss. So that was really neat. So yeah. like uh, figure out that kind of like puzzle stuff. And like the abilities are up often enough that 
it doesn't like in destiny it's like oh I, do i want to use it now i don't know yeah destiny is a shooter like, uh, for sure yeah, yeah yeah but like the cooldown on like the abilities like the grenades yeah. is like a little bit long uh but like the cooldown is our cooldowns are quick enough in anthem where i i don't mind like oh i use that oh i screwed up oh well i use it again in like five seconds yeah 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 uh, and then I think the like the volume of writing just like in- keeps increasing as you get further into that game. They're like new characters are showing up and they've got like some of the characters, like they're only like basically their only stories are conversations and like dialogue choices. Uh, I don't think their like binary choice system is like super great. I don't know why they went with that choice. Um, From- from what I've heard, they don't all it affects is the first line of dialogue. The person responds with anyway, like Maybe, it, the, uh, it'll end conversations pretty quick, depending on. Yeah. In some cases it'll about. end the conversation faster. I don't, but from what I understand, there are, there's no real choices that you make. Like it, it ultimately it, like that uh, one. I guy, don't know if that's true. Oh, uh, well, I would be interested to I mean, hear with, without having routes you can go on then. But, but yeah, like, I mean, obviously I haven't done like the other conversations. Um, yeah, there are, there are points where I could have made like a very different choice in the conversation. And I don't know what that would have done to like that storyline or whatever. Yeah. So so, like, I, I just hit one of those. I thought it was a thing with Wraith, uh, a Wraith where she's like, will you come help me serve her jab the, these they want her javelin or whatever. And it's like, will you come help me? I was like, yeah, sure. And the other option is don't drag me into this or something. Mm -hmm. From what I understand, if you say, don't drag me into this, she goes, Oh, come on. You wouldn't do that to me. Blah, 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 blah. And your character goes, yeah, you're right. Okay. And it doesn't actually change it. That's, that's what I've heard from people playing on other platforms. Um, but you, there may be more stuff that's more important to the narrative that it does change. And then there's that guy that sucks that's like always trying to like snitch on everybody, every yep. single story character you meet. Every time I run into him, I'm just like, fuck off. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And he tells that you anyways. No, he doesn't tell you anyway. Oh, he, does, oh. he does just shut up and go, well, I guess I thought you would want to know. And then he walks away. Uh, I, so, I always listen to what he has to say just because I'm like, what stupid bullshit are you going to tell me now? <laughs> and then I, and I'm always like, no, I d- don't want you to go with me. I don't want to go with you anywhere. Leave me alone. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It could be different things i don't know it's it's, yeah yeah. so there's uh you've met sentinel brand there's a point where commander fool comes up like while you're talking to her and he's like what the what the fuck are you doing and uh you can be like oh you know we're just we're friends or i'm or we're working together and i chose we're friends because i'm like well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna write right right and i don't know what would have happened if i just told Vool like oh no we're friends Yeah, I'm so not sure how we're working together because like you're not, she's not supposed to be working with non sentinel people. So, uh, if you get to that point, let me know. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I'll probably do the thing that you did because I also, the, the, the other thing though is that I like, there are specific characters that are incredibly, like, I, I think I kind of hate like Lucky Jack, for example. I do mm-hmm. not like that guy. Um, I don't really like the merchants that much. Um, even though Kristen Shaw is great, I don't really like the character that she plays. Um, have you gone into like any of her like story stuff? Yeah, she talked about she like dreams of petting a baby Korox, that kind of thing. Yeah, no, you keep, have, you know, has it been um, confirmed that that's Kristen Shaw? Yes, it has. Uh, okay. Okay. This has suddenly made me really want to play the game a lot more. Jack McBriar <laughs> is a character. What? If you want to. Yeah, but like how so, many people are 
we don't i don't want to oversell it it's not like mass effect no, where you're like no. covering deep things about you talk to them for like a minute in between missions that's true this is this is less i'm going to buy it now and more i'm going to buy it when it's inevitably like under 20 dollars. if it's still running when it's under 20 dollars. oh that's, God, that's true yeah, people have been really really down on anthem I, like like the critics have been really down on i i've seen like i would be super positive on this game if i hadn't had like technical issues like the patch actually like the day one patch actually made the game worse for me like i've encountered more crashing disconnects mm. uh, i still haven't had this issue yet i did have like a weird bug where it wouldn't let me launch a mission but all i had to do was exit my the menu and go mm-hmm. back um, i got i got stuck in a mission like i luckily had other people who could do it but i couldn't pick up my i couldn't do like the interact like function i couldn't pick up like relics to yeah. like take into a place i couldn't pick up teammates when they got downed i couldn't interact with anything in the environment and I think, so i had to like quit the game after that mission and then reload it was really annoying i think ultimately like all of my issues with that game are structural um like mm-hmm. i i was saying in our group chat earlier today because i played for a few hours today and granted i hadn't put a ton of time into it before mm-hmm. that but like i played it a fair bit last weekend and early in this past week and then um and was kind of like it's okay and then mm-hmm. Um, over the course of the week, didn't play it that much. I jumped on and did like a mission here or there. And over the course of the week, I was like, this, I think this game might just be terrible. Um, but then playing it this morning, I had a lot of fun playing it mm-hmm. and like, it was very entertaining. And I think really what it is, is just, I, I think it sucks that you can't just edit your loadout by pressing a hotkey on the sure. board. Yeah. I think it sucks that there's all these vendor and loot systems in the game that don't matter at all. Like none of that stuff is meaningful. Like eventually you start getting the masterwork guns and that's cool. Cause those sound like they have really Mm -hmm. neat stuff on them, but the guns I'm getting now, it's just like, I guess I should equip this one because it has a bigger number on it, but it sucks. Um, I don't know. To me, that's every loot game. Other, I I mean, I have to look and go, well, I don't really like using hand cannons. I prefer, and I don't like really like assault rifles or whatever. So I prefer like, you know, I play in destiny like, Oh, I, I want like a, you know, a, I don't even know what they're called anymore. Like, you know, I want a marksman rifle or whatever instead of like a full auto or whatever. So like, that's the only decision I'm making basically at that point. It's like yeah. the numbers higher, but I don't like these kinds of guns. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and I would say I would level the same criticism at destiny for sure. I will say destiny. I feel like you were getting exotics a lot. I feel like yes, after having yes. been playing destiny for about eight to 10 hours, I had at least an exotic or two, um, but then like it gets outclassed and then they like, okay, well, it's yeah, got but, a smaller number, but it's got the ability, and... yeah, but they last a while and then you can get more, I guess. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, it, that's the thing. Like, I feel like in Anthem, I have not gotten a single piece of interesting gear in the 10 hours. I've played. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, not I that, mean, the, the abilities are interesting and you've got like, you know, you've got the abilities and you could argue that those are interesting, but like the guns and stuff, definitely. I think if they made it easier to, and more clear about how you get blueprints for things so that I could actually, uh, it's, ask. you got to level up faction rep right, and apparently which, it's uh, according to Jeff Gersman, <laughs> you have to get to level three with the sentinels to actually get like anything worthwhile. I, I got to level two with like freelancers and it's like, you clean the fountain. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause like it's I, so I, why do I, I unlock the fountain? I unlocked the Colossus and I like the Colossus a lot. Actually, he's, it's a, it's a, it's cool. Um, it's hard to play. It's harder to play solo than the, in the interceptor, but, um, yeah. it's a cool class. Uh, 
And, but I want, I'm playing solo in the story missions because I can't mm-hmm. deal with the narrative implications of there being other people there. Cause there's nothing <laughs> at all in the story that would suggest that any other freelancers exist other than the NPC no. talks to you and you. Um, 100% true. Uh, and so I have a hard time with that. So, um, I want to switch out the supportability on the Colossus because the, the, the default one is a taunt, um, yeah. which is cool that that's in there for group stuff, but I want to play with something else, but like, I have no idea how to get another support ability. Um, yeah. You just have to get lucky on the loot. Yeah. So that's, that's a little frustrating. I think if you could yeah. do more of that, then it would be a little bit better uh, in terms of that. But the game, the, like the physical act of playing the game is very fun. Um, yeah. I, my heart sinks when I come back from a mission and I pull up the, the Fort Tarsus map and I see like, I guess I'm going to walk around and talk to people for the next 45 minutes because I, then that's exaggeration, but, uh, because like there's all of these conversation speech bubble icons now all over the map and you move very slow and it's like the conversations, the pace, of the conversations also feels very slow. I don't know what it is about the writing. It's not that it's bad. It's just that it feels like there's a lot of like, have I ever told you about that one time when I was a child starving on the streets of whatever freehold mm-hmm. and you're like, well, that's how all your stories start. So <laughs> maybe, but probably not. Cause this is a unique dialogue. And then they spent all this time like, well, as I've told you before, I blah, 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 blah. And then it's like 30 seconds later, you finally get the, the thing you want to hear. And it, again, it's all like performed very well and written in a way that doesn't seem like stilted or bad, but yeah. the conversation stuff, it takes so long to get through. And that's coming from someone who genuinely really likes dialogue and narrative. So I'm not just saying like, give me more action faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all kind of feels inconsequential anyway, because I'm never going to see anything other than what's right outside the gate anyway. Um, sure. So that, I think that's, it's all structural stuff. The actual, when you're yeah. in the, the level playing and then even the narrative stuff, the way it's written and performed, I think is good. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to see it through to the end. Uh, and I'm interested in doing some strongholds, with groups because uh, I think that the the dynamic between the, the way that the different javelins interact is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the strongholds is just the last mission. Again. That's what I've heard, which is like, okay. And I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. This stuff for me, I should probably complain a little less loud about how thin the content is because I'm someone who likes to play a lot of different games. So it's mm-hmm. actually a pretty decent amount for me. Cause I'll play through the story, do each stronghold once and then be done with it. And it's fine. But for people who play, who are expecting this game to be like one, you could play for hundreds of hours. Holy shit. It's, it's they've got super, a, roadmap, bad. a content roadmap. Uh, I guess I have but, no faith in their ability to like deliver more content with their roadmap than they did after developing the game for four years or whatever. Like, yeah, like, cause there are things like the amount of weapons, like it's basically the same four or like basically same three or four of each weapon type. Uh, and like even the masterwork weapon is like, Oh, it's an upgraded version of like this, gu- this gun. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not even like a unique weapon. It's just an upgraded version of, you know, they call it an upgraded version of one of like the regular weapons with like, you know, the special ability on it. I think the world is cool enough and I'm enjoying the story enough, even though I don't think it's great so far. I think it's Mm -hmm. popcorn fun. Um, I'm enjoying that enough that I would certainly dip in for a few hours every couple months to play some narrative stuff, but I don't think that they're going to add more than that. I think think you'll get three or four more. 
they've got they're hinting or they uh, i don't know if the hinting is the right word but they kind of basically set up for like a new faction of enemies at the end of the game uh which is nice like destiny took like a year to get a new faction in there and but like i don't even know if it really matters because besides the scorpions like the scars and the dominion are pretty interchangeable their elite inner enemies are basic are different but they have like two of each yeah so yeah it'd be nice to see them have a bit more variety but um yeah i i think like i enjoy this game but it is definitely not without its criticisms and i hope they get it together because i think it's neat and there's no way i have a couple of friends that um ended up buying it and are very happy with it and loving it. And that's great. I'm glad people are enjoying it, but there's no way in hell that I would say to someone, you should spend $60 on this video game. That's like, I would say it's a 30 or $40 video game at most in in a year. I I hope it's very good. Yeah. Same. I just hope they get that long. Like I, I hope it it's weird. Like I don't think I am generally someone who is not a content, content, content person at all. Like I was happy to spend, I would be happy to spend $30 on a game that tells a four hour story. That's really remarkable and incredibly fun to play. But for some reason with the kind of game this is and the way they've been selling it, I feel like people shouldn't buy it for the price that it is. Mm -hmm. And yet also, unless people buy it, I don't know that it'll have the chance to do better. So (laughs) I don't know what the answer is. I don't think this first, like this first, like three months, they put out a roadmap, a roadmap for the next 90 days. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. This next three months is not going to be the the stuff that turns the game around. No, no. They haven't had time to get that like public feedback. So like maybe in like four or five months, we'll get some stuff where it's like, okay, they've started to like really address the complaints and get this stuff. Yeah. Maybe we'll see. I don't know. Turn around immediately. I don't know what it depends. I mean, Bioware is a relatively large studio, right? And like the only other thing they're presumably working on is, uh, and I, and I guess, you know, there's multiple studios on Bioware, but, uh, the only other thing they're working on is whatever the dragon age thing is. So you would think they would have the resources to put a lot of time into Anthem post-release content, but still update the old Republic. Oh, that's a good point. Yes. Yeah, I guess it's not a huge thing like do they even talk and, i don't think they talk about it at like e like e3 or anything they were, but i don't think they did last year yeah. like i know that's bioware austin so it's separate but yeah um if i'll say this uh if they want to save if it gets to the point where anthem needs saving i'm not even necessarily saying it does now we don't know yet Put in but Star if, Wars. if a if a team needs to <laughs> to save well i'm saying oh, yeah the older public is a pretty the the way they support that game as a live game is pretty solid. So I can't think of a better team at EA to support a service game than Bioware Austin. So mm-hmm. if they're the ones who ultimately get the call to support Anthem long term, um, mm-hmm. that's a that that could that could be very good. But yeah, maybe. Uh, either way, like there's such there's some really cool stuff in that world like the concept of the world the gods left and they have these huge machines that are like terraforming the planet and fucking it up is really cool and stuff like the scar are sentient bugs that like take humanoid shape they like form together into a humanoid shape and like animate these suits and like fight that way which you wouldn't know really from playing the game you have to read the codex stuff but that's cool (laughs) Scars are people too. Uh, they're, they're not. They're literally bugs. <laughs> I know. I know. There, there's, 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 
there's a dialogue sequence in that game. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's also, uh, they have, uh, in like the in-game lore stuff, they've got like radio shows that they listen to that are about like ciphers and like freelancers and everyone has like their favorite show and they'll reference the I show and talk about them. That stuff. Uh, you, you will eventually. Yeah. It, it comes I up. realize now that you get messages too. Oh, right. I, I keep forgetting about that. I completely forgot that those happened. So I probably yeah. got a bunch of those to read through too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, that is Anthem. And I hope, I hope they make it better uh, because video games should be good. And I've got one more game to talk about, but does anyone else want to talk about anything before that? No, get it no. out of the way. Okay. Okay. Uh, I've been playing more Resident Evil 2. Uh, I finished leon b i think i said that was like really messing me up last time i was just in a real bad spot uh leon's campaign much harder than claire's campaign uh, because leon only has a shotgun whereas claire gets a grenade launcher is that because of the order you played them in or is that uh no that is just okay. basically so the, my biggest complaint about this game well, there's Mr. X who like, after like you figure out like what to like, how to actually like maneuver around him. He's not really after you mod him into a thong, after you put him into a thong and replaces spooky music with uh, DMX, he's no longer an issue. He's actually just a party. Um, uh, like the a playthrough or the, the a and B playthroughs are not really different. Like, like there's some item placement that's maybe a little bit different and like puzzle solutions are different, but like you're solving pretty much the same puzzles you're at, like, and it doesn't make any sense because it's supposed to be happening at the same time slash after the other person uh, was doing stuff. So it, I don't know, like it, I wish they were more different. Um, instead of just like here's a slightly remixed like opening 15 minutes and then everything else is the same like even cutscenes and like the story progression are the same uh so that's disappointing but it's like slightly more difficult um so yeah now i I finished leon b then i did leon a and then now i'm doing claire b but i'm trying to do an s plus rank run on it which means you have to beat the game in under three three and a half hours on b rank has to be under three hours and you can only save three times and so that's dead space too (laughs) i mean yeah i mean they have similar lineage or you know similar kinds of games uh yeah and so yeah like i've been watching some speed runs uh and like the techniques like on pc there's like some shenanigans you can do with a knife which the damage is tied to frame rate. So when you can run the game at like 120 frames per second, the knife is like the strongest weapon in the game by far because it, it does like way more damage than anything else uh, per second. But on PS4, that is not an option. Uh, so you have to spend a lot more ammo. And uh, yeah, so there's like different techniques and stuff uh, for getting through. And like a lot of it's just memorizing where to go and like, you know, having good pathing and not getting eaten by liquors or getting trapped in a doorway with a liquor behind you and a zombie on the ground in front of you and then dying, which is what happened to me. 
Sounds like you just need to get better at the game. Uh, you, well, you know, I was running for Mr. X and I was like, well, I need to go into this room because I got the weapon locker key card and the weapon lockers in here. And then there was a zombie on the floor crawling at the door while it was closed. And I'm like, Why are you doing this? It also seems like zombies in that game take like a zillion shots. Uh, it's random. Oh, is it? uh, so, yeah. And it's annoying because like you shoot a zombie at the head a couple times and they don't die. <laughs> And like they're, someone, they're pretty hard, at least when you start the game, they're pretty hard to get like headshots on. Uh, so like the strategy is like shoot them in the leg and then shoot off their arms. So they can't like grab you and they can only like crawl at you. <laughs> they can't do anything or they can I'll like, say, like wiggle. I'll say as someone who is more interested in that game as something that is scary rather than something that is to be mastered. The mm-hmm. randomness is appealing to me because it yeah. sounds cool to like not know how much it's going to take to put them down. Um, yeah. But I can see if you're trying to like get achieve some some form of mastery over it, it can be a pain. It can be a pain. I mean, like you know, there are things like you know you can stagger the zombies. It, how, it, but it might take like two shots to stagger the zombie or whatever. Or you know, you shoot them in the leg and then they stumble and you can run past them. Uh, so yeah, like learning how to like make use of the speed running stuff and like really advance on that is, uh, interesting. Uh, it's like, you know, a totally different way to play the game. Um, so yeah, I want to work on that more. There's like bunches, like a bunch of challenges. There's like little Mr. Raccoon, uh, like bobblehead things around. If you shoot all 15 of them, you get an infinite knife. And for beating the game in under three and a half hours, I got a, uh, I got an infinite handgun, but I can't use that to get like the S plus rank. It doesn't let you get S plus if you use the infinite hand. Sounds like you get S plus, you get an infinite minigun with Claire. If you get it with Leon, you get an infinite rocket launcher. Yeah, that sounds like it took a lot from Dead Space then, which is good. I mean, that that stuff was in Resident Evil 4 too, and like in the other Resident Evil games. It's been like, it's classic Resident Evil stuff. Um, You get like the good rank and you get all these like, you know, special weapons. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Dead Space took it from Resident Evil. Damn. Yeah. Got, got him. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're not dissimilar games. I should play Dead Space. Uh, I've got it. Maybe I've only got Dead Space 2. I don't know. I've got, I played a bunch of Dead Space 2 and then I think my PlayStation broke and I couldn't transfer my save. So then I never went back. Dead Space 2 is the best. Hmm. I think I've got Dead Space 1 on Steam. Maybe I'll install that. I'm going to be without internet for like a week and a half, two weeks. So, <laughs> But I've also got Assassin's Creed Odyssey now. We'll see. how oh, That'll take you forever. Yep. Uh, but I don't have any room on my SD card <laughs> or my SSD. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, so that's what I've been playing. I want to get back to, uh, I, you know, there's so many games that I want to play. And I've got so little money. But even like the games. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. Games are hard to play. It's too many. I feel it. Uh, I feel it big time. I still got to finish The Witcher Three. <laughs> yeah, and then you got to start Kingdom Hearts. Yep, I'm going to play those. Still maintain that for some reason. Uh, so, uh, who wants to go next? What do you want to do, Wilson? Uh, you want to tag? You want to? You want to Rochambeau this? Just do some ha- rock paper scissors. Uh, well, I can. I, I don't have a lot to talk about, so I can just. I can go really quickly. Sure. Since I know that you, I think you have more to talk about. Um, so I've had a very, very busy week, so I didn't really have a lot of time to actually play games, but I've been playing a decent amount of Tetris 99, uh, which has been a lot of 
fun. I, I really enjoy it. Um, it's, uh, it's been, I don't know how much more I can say about it other than it's Tetris and has the bit of the battle Royale mechanics to it, but I've, I, I think it's just really fun and it's, uh, been something that that's easy to just, I'm going to play a couple of games and, uh, go do something else. So yeah. it's, uh, I, I've been really into that. Also um, should be noted three-time three winner, three-time winner. Yeah. Allison. <laughs> I wasn't going to brag, but Allison yes, has I slayed 98 other people three, three times. times. <laughs> Murderer. <laughs> three times. That's you have more wins in Tetris time than I have in apex legends. Old blooded. Same for me. Yeah. Yeah. I bet not. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah, I think oh, I think the competition is getting harder. So I would. I yeah, nice. I think that the competition is yeah. getting a little bit harder. So I was glad that I won that last time. Get while the getting's good. Like, yeah, still got it. I I found. <laughs> yeah. I started playing that game finally, and at first I was like, "This controls like ass." And then uh, <laughs> once I realized that playing with a pro controller is never. Just not going to happen. Oh, man. The pro um, controller is so bad. Do we want to talk about the pro sweet. controller for two well, hours? It's we great, can. except the D pad sucks. The D pad like is garbage. Yeah, the D pad Every, every switch I, I, I controller is bad. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Oh my god! Any, but I, I like the pro controller a lot, but I played some of it with the pro controller today, and it was not. I was not doing. Well I just at wish all. that I could somehow flip it to be like the D pad controls, where the um like the, the four options mm -hmm. and then the left analog stick controls mm -hmm. the, the block. I understand that most people would shudder at the idea of playing Tetris that way, but I would like that more than playing with that garbage D pad. And I, I don't really love it. Remap the controls. Yeah. I guess mm. you can remap the controls at the system level, right? Yeah. You can't, I you, checked the, yeah, I mean, but if you couldn't, there, no, you. I checked it. You can switch it. You can switch which stick does what, but you can't swap the D pad. There is there is a fix for the D pad. It involves opening up the controller, taking it apart, and putting a piece that. of tape under it. I'm not doing that. It, it, uh, it works though. But but uh, playing with the Joy Cons is a little bit better. Um, playing in handheld mode is, I think, the way to play that game. Um, yeah. Uh, and it really just made me wish that there was a a good tetris game on switch that i didn't have to play against 99 other people or 98 other people because i am not that good at tetris so when i load into tetris 99 i just get completely annihilated it's like eight people attack me and then i get like half a screen of garbage within about 10 seconds and then i lose <laughs> that happened like four games in a row and then i had one where i got to like 38 maybe you shouldn't attack people uh well i don't understand yeah yeah, yeah no, I don't understand. Sure. it doesn't tell you like i don't get it like yeah. i started off and i said it to random mm -hmm. and then i get attacked by like a load of people and then i said it to attackers because like if i'm getting attacked by 25 people i think i should probably fight like shoot back yeah, at them yeah like strategy yeah i don't know yeah there's, uh, a lot of, there's a lot of unexplained stuff in there like they don't explain yeah. what badges are so why why do you think it's tet tetris 99 and not tetris 100 is it like that sounds reason? better? Is it, I think yeah, that, yeah, I think reasons is so you can have 40, 49, you can have the big one in the middle and 49 other boards on either side. Yeah, probably. I yeah. think that's actually it. But yeah. Yeah. Makes sense to me. I'm it's also yep. very excited to that. They've they're working on their battle Royale technology because it'll just come to Splatoon eventually. And that'll be great. Oh my God. 
it's all, it's no, it's arms. It's going to come to arms first. It's they should put it in Splatoon, and it, they should make it not a game where you like loot. It should just be you bring in your Splatoon loadout, and then you just play a death match against ninety nine, ninety eight. That would be the way that uh, Splatoon does it. They should do it with Animal Crossing. And you have to talk to everybody else before anybody else does. You have to collect all the fruit. You have to make you have, your home the most beautiful. You have to, you have to stack 99 fruits. Yeah. You have to become a slumlord. You have to take out Tom Nook. And then just <laughs> Wait a minute. The, the Wait a minute. Control. It's, you gotta, I play that, actually. They should make an Animal Crossing MMO where you can't type anything. You can set your conversation messages. And then when you talk to other players, you're just choosing from your menu options back and forth. Oh man! I, oh, I, and then you can be the slumlord. You can be yeah. Tom Nook. Remember that's me, Tomo? Boy, me Tomo that's, was that's, bad. That's, Anyways, that's, uh, that's the quote in the box. You can be the slumlord. <laughs> Great for grandma. What's yeah. what, what's the other game, Alice? <laughs> Before we go down this old cards. Um, I've also been playing the uh, Trials uh, Rising Open Beta. And I've also been playing that on Switch, and uh, it's it's definitely not the ideal version of Trials, but it's being, good so far. Being Trials Rising or being on the Switch? Being on the Switch, right. um, mostly because I actually I didn't even find this out in game, but apparently since the Switch doesn't have analog. Uh, um, triggers at all uh it basically so the way that you control your acceleration is apparently using the right stick but i did not know that until i looked it up really Um, that's how it works wait what that sucks it does suck but i mean um, it's analog at least yeah. But, but that, if you uh... play it, it play it docked in with a gamecube controller it does actually have support for it. So I think that if it somebody comes out with uh joy cons that have the analog sticks, like, like if Corey pro does like something like that, that might actually make it a lot more tolerable to play hmm. because it is really, it is really nice to play. It isn't, it still isn't probably the best version of trials, uh, rising just because, um, you know, system power wise switch is not necessarily on par with the PS4 or Xbox one, but, uh, I found it very playable. Some people were not a huge fan of the frame rates, but, mm. but I'm yeah, I'm trying to decide if I'm going to play that on Xbox or PC now. Cause like originally it was like a no brainer. I would play it on Xbox, but if the PC version is good, that's what I'm going to try the beta in today. Um, Mm -hmm. the idea of having, I've been in this place recently where I've been, I don't know what it has been about my daily habits or what I changed my schedule to start getting up earlier recently, but I've been in this spot every night this week at like 10 o'clock where I'm like, well, I want to go to bed in about a half hour. So I have about a half hour. I don't want to play a multiplayer game because I'll get invested and then I'll keep playing. So apex isn't a good, I'm not going to play just one round of apex. It's never going to happen. Um, and like I'm playing these big RPGs. Otherwise like the Witcher, I'm not going to get into that for a half an hour. 
I can't really do everything in Anthem for a mission in a half an hour because the missions are like 20 minutes to half an hour long. And then there's all the dialogue stuff around it. Um, so I trials is like the perfect game for that. And I always find myself wanting to do that on PC when that comes up. So I may play it on PC. The one no, argument is such I a, Oh, sorry. One more. It's such, such a one more game. Like, Oh, come on. Uh, that, that, that doesn't count. I screwed up too fast. Uh, well, right. But, but you can get a bit before I am one mores in, in a half an hour, you know, as yeah. opposed to like apex where it's like, I want to do one more and the games are coming. Yeah. Yeah. You have a good one. Yeah, so I play that for like four hours. <laughs> the thing I'll say about PC historically with the Trials games, like especially with uh, I don't know, Last View and Fusion and uh, Evolution stuff, um, is that the modding community for that scene is really good, and like the custom That's maps good and, everyth- and like custom maps are really crazy. Like it almost gets to like Little Big Planet like style mm. things where Very it's cool. like it's like almost total modifications. But I don't think those come to the console versions. Yeah. yeah, I've never played a Trials game on PC. I've always played it on on a console like PS4 oh. or Xbox. So I wasn't sure if the ports were that great. Yeah. For a while, there like there was like a like Trials HD or Trials whatever the 360 one was wasn't on uh, PC? wasn't on yeah, it's still PC. On PC. Yeah, like I've I've got Trials Two HD or something. Trials Two Second Edition. Uh, and that's the only trials game I've got on PC or maybe I've got, no, I have fusion on PS4, but you know, yeah, it's a good series. I'm looking forward to looking forward to it a lot, but yeah, maybe not. Uh, yeah. Maybe I, not I switch. Think, <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's kind of a shame because I wish it, it, it feels like a game where if there were just these little tweaks, I, I would be so happy to play it on switch, but I think I'm going to have to get it either PS4 or PC, but mm. it's still, it's still, you know, like actual gameplay, you know, all these little issues aside, it's trials is still really fun and it is still a really nice game to play. So I I've even, even when it's not ideal, I've been enjoying it a lot. Yep. So it's got dabbing. So I'm in <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's, 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 I, I definitely, if, if you haven't played a uh, trials game or it's been a while, uh, I, I don't remember how much longer the betas open beta is going on, but I definitely remember a recommend trying it because there's actually a decent amount of content in this, in this it's beta. It's going and until February 25th, 1700 UTC plus nine. Okay. Yeah. So it still has mm. a few more days and I think it's really fun. So but UTC plus nine, I don't know what time zone that is. I don't know. I think, it like, is that mine? It might be, I think it might be New Zealand or Australia. Maybe. It, it is definitely, let's see, UTC plus nine. Uh, we could Google this, but I, I am doing that right now. Oh, I was going to say, it's better for us to just kind of like, be like, oh, I don't know, maybe it's this. I think I'm UTC minus nine, so shit. <laughs> There's a 16 hour difference between us. Yeah. It is, anyway. it, it is Japan. Japan. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. So it's going till sometime late. Okay. Now I have to look back at it again. So it's probably until like late Sunday. Late Sunday States, yeah. Early, early Saturday or early Monday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, uh, so. but give it a shot. And uh, it has, a, like I said, it has a decent amount of content. So you can really get a feel for if you would like and it or not. Replay it all when the game comes out. Yep. Uh, I, I, 
and since I was in the closed beta earlier, it'll be my third time playing it through. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's why I, that's actually why I haven't been playing this beta. Cause I, I already know I'm going to play it. So, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. uh, okay. Any other final thoughts, Allison? Um, no, I think that's it. Uh, okay. Uh, Alex, hey. bring us home. What, what do you got? I got two things. The first one is extremely pithy and like only warrants about two minutes of conversation. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to mark the clock for 10 minutes and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. 10 minutes talking about eat.io. Um, oh, is that that like battle Royale, like circle game? Uh, it's not battle Royale, but it oh, is, okay. it is a Facebook game. It is a mobile game for, for Facebook messenger. Uh, okay. and <laughs> I had no interest in it, but Cheska and like randomly challenged me to it. And I was like, okay, what is this? And, uh, like, I don't, I, I don't really use Facebook games ever. The mm-hmm. last one I touched was maybe Farmville when that existed. Larger hole. <laughs> Pardon? Oh God! It's, I was looking at the load screen. I'm looking at the screen. Is, is it is it the circle game then? It is. Oh, a it's, circle a, game. it's hold down. It's hold down. So it's basically multiplayer donut county. Yeah, oh. that's, that's what I meant. Donut county. Yeah. Wait, okay. Like it's. But yeah. is it the is it the old one? But they just put it on Facebook Messenger. Yes, it is hold.io. Uh, okay. But okay. switched up to be multiplayer with your face. Cause friends. I love that. Well, uh, maybe I'm still thinking of something different, but keep going. Yeah. It's, it's good. Um, it's fun. You get like a minute and a half to just kind of like go through this city and eat as much crap as you can. And, uh, it's, it's got the cool, it, the multiplayer is not, uh, live. I don't think I'm pretty sure it's asynchronous where you're basically playing against ghosts. And, but like, it's, yeah, it's super fun. Um, it's okay. a good way to waste like five minutes, I guess. That's, this is not what I thought it was. It's, uh, it, does, it does not have the, uh, the spirit, the style of donut County. No, it well, does not make that clear. There's also a game that people should play. That's old as hell. That's like a browser based where you're a circle and you, oh, yeah, eat, yeah, yeah. you eat balls and then hell you, yeah. It makes your circle bigger and then you eat other people's circles to get even bigger. You can do that in this as well. So this is maybe similar to that. I love the, there's actually like a fair degree of strategy and like, it's an extraordinarily simple game, but it actually has a, a, a fair amount of complexity with the way that you choose to move around because your, yeah. your speed is affected by your size too. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting. And it's a game where like, it actually is kind of like a battle Royale because you can, you can have up to like 80 people play. And then Isn't there a thing where you can like split your circle in half and then, yeah, there's certain stuff like that. You can like fire your circle or something. Yeah. There's, it's a weird, interesting game and I can't remember what it's called. They have played it on sites such as giant bomb in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's a game. I, I remember it playing. It's so I don't know for sure if that is the one I'm thinking of, but yes, that is one of them. Yeah. That's There's, one of them. Yeah. Because I was definitely like, I definitely Googled Gabriel become bigger because I definitely wanted to play it. after <laughs> this. <laughs> game where you become uh, bigger. Yep. But I know I am, that's like, that's like probably bigger. the shittiest way to Google it. But I was just like, I didn't know how to say it. So I was the, like, there's the one agar.io has like a bunch of like, ads and modes and stuff on it from what i'm looking at and like you have like a profile that levels up the one i remember 
Mm-hmm. In the str- oh, just there's someone in the stream game named Andre. <laughs> uh, place. Uh, in oh, the boy. game that I remember playing, it was way simpler than this. There were no advertisements, and it was very much like it's the same premise, but it was very clean, which was appealing. You could upload like a custom image. That was it. Yeah, right. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. E- either way, um, some real stupid stuff. Yeah, yeah. Either way, this is worth trying. If like it'll take you five minutes to play two rounds, it's it's fine. I'm not going to say it's fantastic, but it's, it's, it, it also has that strategy. Like your pathing matters. And then like, you might get screwed over by a ghost. You're like, Oh, I'm going to eat this row of cars. But all of a sudden this other ghost came in and who's bigger than me. So I can't even challenge him. So, Interesting. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's cool. Uh, but the other game I brought, which is going about to, five minutes. What? Oh God. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about time wisely. I don't want to talk about that thing for five minutes. We're going to be talking about this one for like four okay. hours. So strap. No. <laughs> what, do got, what do you got? 10 months before you get to do that. Oh boy. So, um, I so, brought, uh, not this category. It's the next one. Yep. Oh boy. Uh, I brought a visual novel, which actually haven't brought in quite a while. Uh, this one yeah. is called heart of the woods. So, um, yeah, it's a visual novel. It came out earlier this week by a really, really small developer. Uh, they're named Studio Elan, I believe, because it looks like a French name. I could be wrong. Um, I honestly hadn't heard about the game before I picked it up. I just happened to run into it when I was looking at what's new on Steam and uh, just decided to randomly give it a shot. So I went into the game completely blind, and yeah, after finishing it, with, uh, yeah, I finished it yesterday, I wanted to look up more information about like the developer and what went into the development and stuff like that, and I was super, super surprised to find out how small the development team was. Like, mm-hmm. um, like It looked like maybe seven or eight individual names, and a lot of those were like, oh, I did background art, or I did like some sound design. Like It's very small. Um, but the reason I was surprised is because it feels like crazy polished. Like it, it's yeah. Like it feels very, very professional. And I've played a lot of visual novels with small teams, and they feel like yeah, you can tell this is a small team. But like, this what, one, does, what does polish in a visual novel mean? Uh, really good, consistent art. Uh, good, consistent writing. Like everything. Uh, sound design doesn't just feel like they grabbed it from uh, a crappy library or something. Okay. Uh, like it, it feels like a very good professional product. Um, but as you guys know by now like my favorite kinds of media like be it games or movies or shows or whatever is wait can we all can we all say what our interpretation of the kind of games you like and media you're gonna say (laughs) garbage and shit no (laughs) i think you have fantastic Uh, taste okay no how would you define alex's taste uh, I would say that, that Alex likes stuff that is often you would often consider kind of depressing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't mean it's not great. Alex, Alex has never recommended a bad piece of media to me, not even once. Define Alex's taste. He likes games that are thoughtful and often animeics inspired. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to keep it short and simple and say he likes garbage. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, Alex, Alex likes things that are incredibly cute and, and like style and then incredibly depressing and horrifying in uh, story and execution. Well, <laughs> I would say this one is not particularly depressing or horrifying. 
No, um, that's good. Yeah, that's great. It's pretty wholesome. There, is, there are some horror elements, but I wouldn't say like that's the core of it. <laughs> like that's not what you're there for. Um, what I like most, like how I would define it, I guess, is anything that has really well-developed characters and then putting those characters into a story that like draws you in and wraps you up in it. Like uh, I, I really love stories that just go for it and they like shake up your expectations and they aren't predictable. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they subvert expectations is probably the biggest one. And uh, I would say heart of the woods has all of that. Like it's a really, really compelling story and the characters are super great. Like they feel very, very real. Um, like talking at it at about at a very high level, um, there's some stuff I really appreciate about that game story. Like, uh, if you guys, I'm sure you guys remember that I played through wonderful every day, uh, which, which I did did, 40 hours or something, uh, 60, uh, and was very depressing, right? Extremely. Uh, I finished it and, um, I didn't bring it up because it seemed irrelevant to talk about anymore, but, uh, I thought it was great, but yeah, like, like you were saying, it's also 60 hours. So it has the tendency to over explain everything. Like, one tiny thing happens and they ruminate on it for like 40 minutes. So what I appreciate about hard the woods is that it's a really tight, like six or seven hour experience. Like some major event will happen and they don't dwell on it. Like they basically say, Oh, that happened. Let's keep the story moving forward. And it's just, it's a really easy, it's way easier to sit down with that game for like a three, four hour session than it was to sit down with wonderful every day because you just feel exhausted Mm-hmm. Uh, so the story itself is a really cool blend of things. I won't get into super details because it's a visual novel. The whole thing is the story, uh, mm-hmm. but it's fantasy, it's adventure. But uh, above all of that is a romance story, which uh, I don't know. I haven't, I romance in visual novels is a really weird thing for me. Like I find it is either trite or just like feels extremely unrealistic. Like, that's mm-hmm. like the, you see the writing. It's like, that's not how romance naturally develops in the real world. Like, but yeah, it's not, well, these aren't the real worlds, but, uh, it all, is it, all, it like, is it a choose your own adventure romance or is it like a predetermined romance where it's like, here's the story you're going through and you'll make choices along that way or what? More the latter where it is okay. relatively like, I think there are about four or five choices you make along the way. Um, and actually I'll get back to that. There's some cool stuff they do with the choices. Um, but yeah, when it comes to the romance, like I said, usually in visual novels, it can feel pretty trite. Uh, never felt that way in here. felt really natural. Uh, like the writing felt actually really great. And I found myself pretty attached to the characters. So yeah, I was actually into the romance side of it. And, uh, on that note, it's, it should be noted. It's a Yuri VN, which means it's an LGBTQ love story. So, uh, and it handles the queer side of that writing in a really, really, really good way. Like it, speaking of things feeling natural, it always feels natural. Like it never feels pandering. Like when I played uh, dream daddy, I just did not like it at all because it felt pandering. Like it, it didn't feel real. Uh, but this one, like the way they handle the, that side of things in this actually kind of reminds me of the missing in how it's not afraid to talk about real life issues that people who are gay or lesbian or trans, whatever, what they have to deal with. Like it doesn't sugarcoat them, but similar to how it doesn't just sit on one topic for forever and just do it to death. It doesn't ruminate on it. 
Like there is a point where one of the characters is talking about having been bullied for being gay and then they just continue. Or another mm-hmm. character talks about how she was rejected by her peers for being trans. And like it, it just feels like how the flow of a real conversation would go. And it's, yeah, it's great. Um, one of the things like mentioning the, um, the way that they do choices that I haven't really seen in visual novels that it was really, it's a really cool addition was, uh, let's say you have two choices. One is, uh, console this person or the other is like, uh, tell them to fight. Right. So you hover your mouse over the two options. And if you hover your mouse over one of them, it'll actually show you what your line will be. And it has like this inspiring, uh, art of what your character will be looking like when they're saying it. And then the other one is just like the opposite, like whatever the character mm-hmm. art will be in the yeah. other line, which is just a really nice way. It's kind of like in mass effect where you're like, Oh, I'm going to select this option. And Oh, that didn't come out how I meant for it to. Yeah. <laughs> but this one shows you exactly, four, what it, yeah. exactly what it means. And it doesn't in a good way. So mm-hmm. yeah, story is really, really good. Um, I would recommend it for the story, but the rest of it is great too. The art is excellent. The music is really, really wonderful. Uh, the writing in general is pretty great. It actually has really, really good accessibility options, which isn't something that I often think about in visual novels, but like, like what, what are some accessibility options? Like it has described audio. It has uh, support for fonts that help with uh, dyslexia. Oh, um, that's what you, okay. Yeah. yeah you like, sent that yeah, image to the, okay yeah it like you can turn off screen shake if that's something that you think is going to bother you like it it has a whole bunch of stuff and yeah i appreciated all of that um yeah it's just it's really good (laughs) i think the developer support of the game has been really cool especially because they're so small like it only came out within the past week and they've already put out a big patch addressing a bunch of fan feedback so like there was a crash in the game and there were some typos and stuff like that and they they've already gone there and been like yep that's all fixed so, and it's cool that they're able to be so nimble and I like not to be reductive, but I wonder if that's like part of like a visual novel being like a relatively more simple, like medium. I don't even know if that's true, uh, compared to like, a you know, like a sea of thieves. I don't know why I picked sea of thieves, but like, a, you know, like a third person, <laughs> like adventure game or, you know, like a more traditional non text based experience i wonder if it's easier to get in there yeah it probably is because it is more linear and if i don't know yeah. what engine they're using they could be using their own they could be using something like renpy or like i don't know yeah. so if if it's their own then that's a bigger that's a bigger thing to do but if you have to using an engine yeah. like renpy then whatever yeah that is like a 20 minute fix for some of it but either way uh it's just nice to see them being nimble and taking fan feedback uh mm-hmm. but um if i were to give it any criticism it would be that Sometimes the writing uses a few too many like simile heavy stuff for my liking stuff like, uh, and her hair was as dark as the coffee in my hand, like that kind of stuff. And I just find that a little, little like, you know, I roll my eyes at it every now and again, but that's about it. Like that's my only complaint is sometimes a the flowery. Writing, yeah. It's a little flowery. Uh, but yeah, I thoroughly recommend it. Uh, I think I would especially recommend it to you, Allison. I get some, uh, a place further than the universe vibes from it. And Oh, hell yes. I uh, was already, Put the, brought this up on Steam, and I was like, my fingers over the. Per- 
Just uh, yeah. and I'm pressing on it now. To be fair, it, so it does have a demo. So if you want to try that out first, just to kind of get a vibe for the characters, yep, it has a free demo on Steam. But yeah, I hope it's successful for the devs, and I super looking. I'm super looking forward to keeping up with that studio and seeing what their new projects are. Yeah, it looks it looks really cool. Yeah, cool. uh, yeah, it's really great. Um, I'd love to if you play through it. I'd love to get your thoughts on some of the story story points that it hits because it it does not go the direction I thought it would. Okay. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued now. I, I'm that's, really intrigued. Like it, looks, it looks really everything, good. Everything you recommend, Alex, ends up like that. <laughs> <laughs> but this one's in a more wholesome way. Oh. I, I do like, though, that it's, it's, it, it sounds like one of the things that I've, I've, I've always had trouble. I, I haven't played that many visual novels, but when you do, you don't, you, I don't want the ones that last like, 40 hours or whatever. And that's honestly the thing that's probably kept me from trying out wonderful every day. And this, like just having it be like weird. Here's the story we're telling and here's how long we need to tell it. That sounds really exciting for me, at least. Yeah. Why did you leave out the most, the best part? Heart of the Woods is a fantasy, eerie visual novel, blah, 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 about paranormal investigation, ancient yep. mysteries. So, yeah, that part seems cool. Yeah, there and is a love between two what? girls that transcends yes. life and death. Well, man, you're. I'm, I, I, I didn't want to give too much away because I think it actually it's the, benefits. It's on the Steam page. Yeah, it benefits a yeah. lot from going in blind, honestly. Like, uh, coffee yeah. girl? What? Yeah. The, <laughs> the, uh, the paranormal, like, the, the basic conceit is that, uh, the game starts with two girls who are traveling to this very isolated town uh, mm-hmm. to film some footage uh, from a tip they got about like uh, for their YouTube show. Like they call out YouTube by name, <laughs> okay. but it's uh, I'll get patched out in five, four, three. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hope YouTube doesn't notice it. I, I think it benefits from it. And yeah, I, I love it. Some of the writing is very woke. They talk about big mood and stuff like that, but <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah that's it's great that's i think a big mood there right there yeah. <laughs> i think you'll love big, it allison big mood talking about big moods <laughs> yeah yeah like you said the art looks is so is very good i really like it it's yeah i'm, I'm very excited to start playing this yeah let me know what you think uh, i, look I will definitely thoughts, especially the latter half <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at this at like the steam page. One of the screenshots is three girls standing around and one saying it's going to get bad pretty soon. And I was like, yep, that's a, that's an Alex game. <laughs> <laughs> that's gets, an Alex media stuff does get pretty bad at some point, but that's, that's about as far as I'll go for now. Yeah, no, uh, that like, <laughs> Uh, reading like, the, oh, okay, there's paranormal investigation, ancient mysteries. I, I love that shit. Uh, and if you had mentioned that before, I'd be like, oh, I, I would have been on board a lot sooner. It's funny because I'm usually not into that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's great. Uh, nothing but positive things to say about it. And uh, I look forward to the end of the year talks we'll be having because I'm sure it'll come up again. And I'll, and I'll get Where's Sam's spreadsheet? Uh, Somebody else has to get tracked on Sam's spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll put it on the list. Um, 
All right. Well, I think unless anyone has a uh, farewell to Reggie, we kind of talked about, did we talk about that on this episode? No, we didn't. Did uh, we? We, made mention yeah. of so we just made a mention. Yeah. We made a joke about Doug Bowser. Yeah. I, well, I just couldn't remember if we started that before the, uh, yes, cause that was your intro, right? Yeah. Just, you know, I was never like super into Reggie. I thought he was weird. Like that didn't fit Nintendo's playful attitude. Like he seems like a nice guy, but he just seems so like stiff. Uh, but yeah. I guess everyone in Nintendo seems stiff. It's weird. I think he there was just kind of a cult of Reggie that kind of formed at some yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was funny. He was he was good himself. spirited about it. So and yeah, yeah he, he he was a good sport about his awkwardness being. I, funny. I think just his his the way he presented himself was always like very uh, very stiff and like oh, yeah. play the game. Who knows how much you can read into it too? But um, last year at E three, Waypoint talked to a lot of developers about how they handle crunch, and his answer was one of the most in depth and interesting and i think um meaningful answers that anyone gave to that question it's hard to know if how seriously he takes the stuff that he said to waypoints reporters but i don't remember who it was exactly who asked him but yeah i think think it was austin because austin interviewed him the year before that conversation was going but but assuming that you know he was being honest in that conversation and i don't really have a reason to assume otherwise i think that was uh really meaningful, powerful thing to say from someone with that kind of position. And I hope that he was treating business at Nintendo of America like that, because if he was, that means it it has been a good place to work. Um, And that's cool. We especially need more of that right now in that industry. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've, he said he's retiring. So that kind of tells me he's like, he's like, "Ah, I'm done. I I got my money. Uh, I'm going (laughs) to, walk away uh but i saw people speculating oh i, I don't know he he loves video games in the way that like ea or activision could really yeah. just, like, i don't see that happen so i could see it i don't think it's he's leaving nintendo to go to one of those places yeah, I don't that's think why like he says he's retiring i think he's yeah. i think he's done i think he means it well I think but he i could think that, he could pop up again and like i someone, think that I don't if think he's going to another company if Activision has a bad year and they want to see a change in leadership and they're willing to pay him a lot of money, he's not that old. Like I could see no, him. No, no. He also doesn't need to work anymore. ever again. Eh, yeah, he, president he of was, Nintendo of America. He was there through a lot of it. Like he's kind of like Iwata in the way that he saw the company go from like, like the GameCube was a flop. Uh, like he kind of came in right when, like he was the one who unveiled the game, uh, the Game Boy Micro, right? Or the maybe he, uh, he unveiled yeah. the DS, yeah. did, or did he? Like at least didn't. I think so. I'm I think that was sure. his. Yeah. his, his like, I'm here to to kick ass and whatever it was, right? Yeah, but right. Like, he, he saw the Taking rise of the Wii. Names. He he saw the rise of the Wii like in mm-hmm. prominence, and then like the Wii U kind of fall, out. <laughs> and then like he he's leaving on a really really high note with the Switch. So. And I, and like, I, I wonder, like, because I mean, you hear about Nintendo or like Sony Japan and Sony America kind of butting heads on things Definitely. with like, like the, after the PS3 and Sony America being like, what the fuck is this? And that, like, <laughs> I wonder how much, like, how similar of a relationship like Nintendo of America and Nintendo of Japan have. It does seem um, like they were more uh, synchronized than Sony ever was. Totally. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is very seemed, possible. Seemed that way. I don't know for sure. Yeah, obviously. exactly. That like, we don't, we haven't heard anything. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe I'll be an email to write to a certain podcast. Uh, so, so, maybe I'm ignorant to this, but it seems like so much more of Nintendo's, uh, first party developers are based in Japan as compared to Sony where I mean, they seem more yeah. spread out all over the world. So 
in a way it's like it's more like nintendo of america and, and nintendo europe can kind of their roles are both very clear whereas with sony like mm-hmm. sony i my understanding is that like sony, sony america works more with third party than a lot of or with first party than sony japan does for certain projects so i it's it's a lot more they're a lot more disparate as a company and spread out anyway but i also feel like the nintendo studios are way more anonymized like if you think about sony studios oh absolutely you got got like naughty dog and stuff yeah yeah yeah, there's it's just what do you Nintendo. have? Like, there's retro that I can think of. There's Treehouse, which does the translations. And it's like yeah, localization stuff. That's that's a, like its own thing. It's not even like a, stu- a yeah. game studio. Like those, really. but those uh, are the ones that come to mind for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, like yeah. I'm sure there's others, but uh, Nintendo's just really big, and they just keep everything. It's Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, but you yeah. know, there's like the Zelda team, game, but game it's like is a second game, party game is not owned. Yeah, it's second party. They're not owned mm-hmm. by Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, they make the Pokemon games, though. Uh, and, how they got that sweet gig, the, I don't know. And Card Jockey. What was that called? Pocket, jo- pocket, pocket Card Jockey? Pocket jockey. Card Jockey. That game is so that good. That was a good game. <laughs> uh, Trembo, Jumbo, the Badass Elephant. Yeah. Wait, wait, don't they have an, one coming out soon that's like the a village town? or town? Yeah, town, town. That's what it is. Uh, yeah, sometime. And then also supposedly Pokemon later this year. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see. Uh, yeah. So we're only four scant months away from, uh, E3. Boy, that's right. Looking forward to it. Do you Uh, think, do you think there will be a switch hardware update? No, I, 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 I've uh, heard not, not not in the way you're talking about. Like they'll, it'll, they'll probably like, I could see that 2DS version of the Switch, you know, like a handheld specific version with controllers that are bolted on. I honestly really doubt that, though, because that would completely... Split the user base. um, Yeah, and then also it it wouldn't work with anything with motion control, so... Yeah, that's true. And also a lot of... Yeah, Mario Party, right? Mario Party, yeah, that's like... I think that's a big one. Um, I don't think they would care. There's, there's, There were games on the... You could get Joy-Con after the fact, but... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think there will be like, a I, there might be like a, some improvements. Yeah. Like, the, like I don't think there'll be any hardware revisions that anyone that already owns a switch will want. Yeah. Yeah. They will do a PS4 pro or one X version of the switch. Yeah. No, no, not, not yet. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't think they'll ever do that. Um, and even if they do like, I mean, they've done that with like the new 3ds XL, but like it didn't matter. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, like you know, two games used it or whatever. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, and then the last rumor I want to touch on: uh, Xbox Live, Xbox published games, and possibly streaming coming to the Switch. That would be amazing. That'd Ori in the Blind Forest, Ori in the Will of the Wisps on Switch. That's like the idea of game pass becoming kind of a ubiquitous thing like Netflix is really, really appealing actually. Cause I already think and that's, I already think game pass is really good. Yeah. I don't like, it's not the way I play games, but like, I could totally see myself like the way they add games, like with sea of thieves being on there at launch, Forza was on there at launch. I think, uh, crackdown, crackdown three on there at launch. Um, like it becomes like a more compelling thing. If Microsoft made more games that I want to play. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that is, I, that is a huge that's, factor. That's the, that's the big thing for me right now is like Microsoft isn't making games I really want to play. Uh, so, you know, but, but I hope, I hope someday. There's also a pretty extensive library in there of uh, third party games, yeah, aren't there? Yeah, like, I'm so. just, yeah there is. Uh, I'm just not going back really recently to play older games. Okay. Uh, so, that, yeah. Um, but yeah. like if they put like having that on Switch and I can play like, you know, I can play Sea of Thieves on the toilet or whatever, you know. <laughs> Where you should. Hey, you know, we play it. Whoa. Wow. Wow. Hey, that sailing is real good. It's better than Wind Waker. The water is amazing. Um, uh, anyway. I didn't even play Sea of Thieves. I watched it. I did play Sea Oh, I played Sea of Thieves. No, I was talking about Alex. I watched no. a lot of it. That doesn't matter. The water was amazing. That's all I can really say. You don't like what kind of game it is doesn't mean it's bad. That's how it works. <laughs> it has two enemy types, skeleton and big skeleton. I played Sea of Thieves more than anybody else here, and that game is a very specific game for a very specific audience. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, I, I liked the sailing, and then I went, oh, yeah, no, there's nothing else for me here. Uh, and I, I hope that the people who are playing that enjoy it. But my point being, I wish Microsoft made more exclusives I wanted to play, uh, and that would make things more interesting. But Sony has kind of the market cornered on what I enjoy playing mostly. Um, oh, man, what if you could play Halo on your Switch? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that? uh halo on the switch like gears of that like what do you okay do you think we hear about this at e3 who do we hear about it from first how do they introduce it e3 predictions right now i I don't know i feel like these this is a we should plan a podcast around this that's i think this is a big question i don't know if it's going to happen like it just seems it seems too good to be true too good to be true because for one, a lot of Xbox One games are not going to run on a Switch, so it would have to it have to uh, use well, that streaming. The, yeah, yeah. I, I could totally see that being announced, like because they've talked about it already. It doesn't have built-in Ethernet already, though. Yeah. I mean, I guess they've done streaming games in Japan. Yeah, yeah. That's a Wi-Fi. The, the experience over Wi-Fi would be terrible. That's the Switch is already of, not very good on Wi-Fi in the first place. That's kind of my point. Yeah, is I don't know how uh, well it would play. Sure, possibly. Uh, but let me hit you with this. So, uh, Master Chief walks out on stage. Uh-huh. Like John? John Spartan? Yeah, yeah, John, John Spartan, Master Chief, uh, and the Master Chef, Gordon Ramsay. Uh, they're out there on stage. Uh, no, so Master Chief walks out on stage, and then uh, Cortana pops up. But then instead of saying, like, oh, Chief, blah, 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 it's like, it's a me, Mario. <laughs> and then no. Master Chief takes off the no. Miyamoto in the Master Chief costume. <laughs> no. We're done here. And then Eve, and then Eves comes up on stage with his gun and they do the pose again. <laughs> and uh, Mario Cross Rabbids is coming to Xbox One X. Oh, God. Sean Layden's just like in the back of the room, just like wringing his hands and screaming curses. Sony's <laughs> the only one that's not invited to have fun with everyone else. Yeah, he's invited. He, he won't go. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. I'm worried about Sony because they make the games I want to play, but they're just, I don't, I don't have faith in them no, anymore. Yep. Uh, it's been a sine wave between Sony and Microsoft of hubris. We're yeah. like, we're like one's hubris goes up. The others goes down. Like right now, yeah. Microsoft is down. So they feel like they're really wholesome or like they're really, uh, 
genuine. I think it's also like the like the leadership, like yeah, and I think it's also the action too. Like Mm -hmm. I I think they are doing legit things that are really good for video games as a medium. Yeah, yeah, more so than Sony. I mean, like the things that come to mind right now, Game Pass, but like also like that accessibility controller and stuff. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And like part of that's like they've got Microsoft money to throw around. So even if they're down, they can like, hey, we're gonna do this. We're gonna build it into a platform. We're gonna, you know, be a brand more than like a box. Yeah. And I think that makes sense going forward. Like there, there will always be a need for a box with mm-hmm. the way internet is. Um, yeah. But, but like, yeah. Another one. Look at how both companies handled the reception to the uh, crossplay thing. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, Microsoft didn't handle it great last time around, but uh, yeah, like it's just like, come on, man. Like, let's yeah. let's just let's get it done. And then like Sony keeps flubbing that. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, yeah. I think it like uh, I think Phil Spencer has been like an incredible. Oh, he's been leadership. He's been person wonderful. for them. And I hope he is there for a long time doing good work. Uh, he's he's a young guy, so he can like he's real young for like he's probably older than i think but he like for someone in his position you think older i imagine he's older than matrick (laughs) matrick's a fucking idiot (laughs) is he (laughs) he's like his his suits he he always looked like such a fucking used car salesman didn't he i don't know yeah there's a certain amount of fish oil with matrick but he looks like a used car salesman anyway uh that's gonna do it for episode 58 of uh gaming fix presents uh the podcast uh i've been your host your girl's favorite uh ricky copley on s kennedy aka andre cole you can find me on twitter at cool slaw c-o-o-l-s-l-4-w you can find the podcast on twitter at fix podcasts uh social media uh, all fine podcast locations where you can get uh Farmed Table podcast. Uh, leave us a review if you feel uh, so inclined. Uh, Alex, where can people find you? You can find me at fix.space. Oh, okay. Uh, Allison, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitter at W R I T E R S E R E N Y T Y and also on Twitch uh, at Happy Beeps here, but I've been so busy at work, I haven't really been streaming lately. So. Okay. And Pat. You can find me at Jester PC on Twitter and everything kind of links is linked there. Okay. Just Google them. Uh, all right. A little longer than I thought it would go today with only four of us or yeah. So, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll be back next week with another podcast. Bye. So, uh, rip me and my thing. Good luck. Good luck living without internet. Oh my God. It's going to be terrible. Uh, I'll actually, you know, I'll have my phone. So that's it. But anyway, goodbye, everybody. Bye. (laughs) Bye.